Welcome to another episode of the Nourishing Africa podcast. As usual, we bring you practical, useful insights aimed at helping agri-food businesses to scale. Our topic of discussion today is building effective and profitable distribution chains. It is no secret that a major challenge that smallholder farmers and several other agri-food businesses face is access to markets. This inability to connect with customers, suppliers, and distributors contributes hugely to food waste and loss, which results in reduced profits and inefficient value chains in the sector. It is therefore critical that value chain actors prioritize building efficient distribution chains that link food producers and their produce to direct markets and consumers. Today, we're turning the spotlight on Farmers Pride in Kenya, an online to offline marketplace that connects rural farmers to relevant information, quality inputs, markets, and credible agricultural services in local communities. Farmers Pride has been able to incorporate a vast distribution network for their products and services across East Africa, and we have invited Samuel Mbuti, the CEO, to share key insights and strategies on how they're being able to achieve this milestone. Hi, Samuel, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, we are delighted and pleasure to have Farmers Pride on board uh, to share our insights to improving the uh, last mile distribution of uh, agriculture value chains. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, please go ahead to tell us a bit more about what you do at Farmers Pride. My name is uh, Samuel Nguti. Uh, I'm the CEO and founder of Farmers Pride. And basically, I lead day-to-day uh, -day operations and uh, within the business. And not just day-to-day -day operations, also lead the team in uh, scale uh, distribution strategies. Uh, Farmers Pride is disrupting how last-mile agriculture solutions are delivered to smaller farmers. Uh, many years after many African countries gained independence, uh, and when you talk about African countries, agriculture play, plays a very key role. Uh, in Africa, over 80% of uh, agriculture is really driven by smaller farmers. Uh, millions of smaller farmers, not just Kenya alone, but also across Africa, uh, have poor access uh, to the right inputs, have poor access to the right uh, information, have very poor access to credible agriculture services. Farmers Pride is bridging that gap and building a last mile marketplace uh, that blends um, offline and uh, online uh, platform really to improve the efficiency of delivering uh, these solutions. That is the right inputs, uh, credible uh, services, and also uh, information, bridging uh, good agriculture practices gap, a gap in Africa. And actually, we believe that when we have empowered farmers who have the right access to the right inputs, uh, the right information, the right services, actually, Africa will really ride on um, more accelerated uh, agriculture-driven uh, economy, not just agriculture-driven economy, but also agriculture-driven uh, decent, uh, decent uh, employment opportunities. And uh, we feel that uh, Farmers Project is really uh, playing a key role to contribute to this, uh, this space. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the introduction. You guys are doing a super amazing job at Farmers Pride. Now, how would you describe the value chain efficiency in the agriculture sector in Africa? Yeah, it's still, I think the first thing I'll mention is that it's still inefficient because 
our farmers, our smaller farmers still don't have access to the right uh, agriculture inputs, inputs like seeds, the right uh, certified seeds, the right fertilizer, and generally access to the right seeds. Uh, it's inefficient because uh, uh, millions of smaller farmers across Africa actually uh, are limited in terms of uh, having the right information. Uh, there's a huge gap on um, how agriculture extension and uh, education to farmers is delivered in, in across Africa. Uh, and also say that it's, it's still inefficient because uh, when we look at in the market, for example, we have um, very many innovative uh, agriculture solutions available. For example, uh, soil testing solutions, uh, input insurance solutions, finance solutions, and many other solutions that are very key to building successful farmers. All these solutions, they actually are not accessible to the farmers. And then when I talk about farmers, uh, I always uh, majorly refer to smaller farmers who need these uh, credible services, who need these uh, inputs, who need these um, information really to build successful family ventures. I feel there is a lot that needs to be done. There is a lot uh, that needs to be bridged. And uh, I feel that agriculture, including farmers' pride, will and continue playing a key role in really addressing these, these challenges to improve the efficiency uh, and effectiveness of um, last mile distribution of agriculture solutions. Thanks so much, Samuel. These are interesting insights that you've shared. Now let's take a closer look at the sector as it relates to your region and the topic of discussion. You've mentioned a few gaps that you have identified in the agri-food distribution change, but I would like us to be a bit more specific. So what are these specific gaps that you have identified so far based on your work and experience in the agri-food distribution change in your region? Yes, thank you very much. To be specific to the gaps that um, we have identified as a business and actually that have limited success of many millions of smaller farmers across Africa. Uh, one is a poor access to the right inputs uh, and the right uh, agriculture service, basically uh, uh, access to credible agriculture services. We still have millions of farmers who need uh, hybrid seeds, who need uh, uh, agriculture services, and actually they are not accessible. So I think that that's a serious gap that needs to be addressed. Uh, two, uh, millions of farmers, not just Kenya alone, but across Africa, are not empowered on good agriculture practices. I think in, in many African countries for the last couple of years, they have not prioritized um, investments in how last mile agriculture extension is done. Uh, for example, a case of Kenya, where the last extension officers were recruited uh, more than 30 years ago, uh, that tells uh, you that there's a huge gap on exactly who is supposed to deliver uh, last mile extensions, last mile smaller farmer education. The third one is that uh, we still have across many African countries, including uh, the region where we are located, East Africa region, cases of counterfeit products, uh, counterfeit seeds, counterfeit fertilizers. I feel that this is that problem that actually in the 21st century should have been eliminated. So I feel this is a, a gap that uh, contributes to poor smaller farmer productivity, contributes to poor agriculture development across, across Africa. And lastly, I have picked the gap of law, uh, government, and the private sector investment in, in agriculture. We are still not seeing significant. Yes, a majority of African governments, they are really trying, they have invested uh, in agriculture. We still need a lot more investments done in agriculture. Uh, the same with the private sector. We, we really feel that uh, a lot has not been done in terms of investments in agriculture, both 
by the governments, both levels of governments, the, the regional governments and the national governments, and also the private sector. If these four uh, gaps really are really addressed, I feel that uh, we could now ride on a more rapid uh, uh, economic growth driven by agriculture, and that will not be driven by agriculture, agri fueled by successful smaller farmers across Kenya, across East Africa, and across Africa in general. Absolutely amazing. I love it. Access to input, extension services, counterfeit products, low government, private sector investment in the sector. I mean, these are really critical gaps that you have identified. And it is important that agri-food businesses are able to develop efficient strategies to actually bridge these gaps. So this brings me to the question really, in what specific ways has Farmers Pride been able to address and mitigate these challenges that you have identified so far? Yes, yes, thanks, thanks, thanks. Thank you very much. Farmers Pride is contributing to addressing these, uh, these gaps uh, by these three things. One is uh, the call, the, the call and the pillar of our business is linking smaller farmers wherever they are across Kenya, across East Africa, uh, to the right inputs, to, to the right services, uh, to the right, uh, right information. And basically, we are doing through that through building a network of uh, digital, digital marketplace and leveraging on technology to do that. So basically, I feel that the stronger farmers' pride continues to link uh, farmers and making sure that farmers have access to the right inputs whenever they need them at more, uh, very affordable pricing. Uh, farmers have access to credible agriculture services, whether extension services, whether insurance services, whether soil testing services. When farmers have access uh, to the information uh, in terms of um, understanding both um, uh, advanced uh, technical uh, agriculture skills to basic agriculture practices. And we feel that the contribution we are making towards that is actually creating a huge significant uh, impact in empowering and building successful farmers. Two is uh, increasing market transparency. And when I say about increasing market transparency, for example, uh, when you talk about a case like Kenya and East Africa, uh, pricing for agriculture inputs is poorly regulated. So there's very poor regulation on pricing. Uh, you get that uh, is disparity in terms of how agriculture products are priced. And this actually affects, uh, in, in, in contributes to uh, a, a high pricing, for example. Farmers accessing products at very high exaggerated pricing. Uh, farmers pride, what we are doing is that um, through our digital marketplace, we promote um, transparent pricing. For example, all our digitals, uh, actually when uh, we get to a new market, one of the first things we do is that uh, we recommend and champion for affordable pricing for products. We recommend and champion for recommended manufacturer pricing. This, uh, one of the lessons we have learned is that uh, this championing and uh, uh, promoting recommended pricing actually disrupts and influences how other players in the market offer pro the same products actually to, to local farmers. And we feel that uh, the more we, we, we grow our network across East Africa, the more we grow our digital network across Africa, the more we'll continue playing a key role in really influencing that farmer's access products uh, at the right affordable price. So I feel that uh, increasing market transparency is a key uh, gap that farmers' pride model is addressing. And the third one is leveraging on uh, technology. And uh, we pride ourselves by leveraging on our unique 
technology platform. We call it DigiShock Marketplace uh, Technology. And we leverage on the technology platform to deliver last mile uh, pharma extension, to deliver last mile pharma education, to support uh, last mile agri-vendors to digitize their businesses. And we feel that actually leveraging on technology to deliver last mile uh, agriculture solutions itself really plays a big role in really contributing to transforming agriculture in across East Africa, across Africa in general. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samuel. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing this. Again, you're doing an absolutely fantastic job and um, you're transforming the agricultural landscape in Africa. And now I would like us to take a deep dive um, into the topic of discussion. So in five key steps, how would you recommend, how can distribution chains in the African agri-food space be made to be more efficient and productive? Yes, yes, thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Efficiency and effective and productivity actually is key to building last mile sustainable distribution channels across, across Africa. And one of the key uh, things I'll pick is one is the measure everything in terms of uh, uh, every intervention, uh, in terms of distribution intervention, uh, you document, you measure its effectiveness. And I think that one power of uh, measuring is that uh, when you measure, actually the, you pick lessons, you run with what works and implement it more, what does not work, then you drop it. And actually, the more you measure and implement, the more you become effective in last mile, last mile distribution. And two, I'll also say that uh, uh, always uh, make sure that you reduce the travel distance. The location distance actually contributes to costs. If you want to build the effective, more productive, more profitable last mile distribution channel, then it has to be cost effective. It has to be profitable, actually. So uh, reduce the travel distance. For example, what we do at Farmers Pride is that um, we leverage on um, uh, our digital network actually to build a, a distribution, uh, to build the distribution network. And one of the things that we always do is that we make sure that uh, all our delivery routes uh, cover the shortest distance, increase the number of drop-off points. And uh, for the case of Farmers Pride, when I talk about drop, uh, dropping points, I talk about digital center points. So if you increase the number of dropping points, reduce the distance, actually uh, reduce travel distance for distribution. This duplicates, uh, contributes to more profits in distribution contributes to uh, increasing the efficiency because when you have shorter distance, even the efficiency of the having timely deliveries, timely distribution, they work. The third one is, I would say, data. Data is very key. Data is key. Uh, data in terms of uh, uh, businesses continuously collecting and documenting data and on, on, on lessons learned, data on customer feedback, and actually, all this it keeps on coming, and you document it. And when you document it, actually, you pick lessons, and it helps you improve in the next delivery, improve in the scaling to new regions. So I think that um, data is very important, actually, in, in, in building effective and productive uh, last mile distribution channels. The fourth one I'll pick is uh, consider uh, what we call cross docking. And cross docking, I mean that. Um, I encourage businesses to consider, for example, uh, when you are doing last mile distribution, uh, deliveries, uh, direct deliveries, for example, direct deliveries from manufacturers to last mile consumers. Instead of deliveries to uh, the company warehouse, you store it, actually warehousing is a cost on it so as a business. So even a business can really innovate and embrace uh, cross-docking, for example, 
actually this significantly reduces the time uh, when uh, products are really reach the, the last mile consumer to drastically reduce the cost of distribution. And actually when you talk about productive and efficient last mile distribution channels, then uh, you cannot avoid cost. Uh, Cross-docking actually recurrences cuts a lot of cost, increases efficiency in, in distribution. And the last one, the fifth one, is the um, leveraging technology, actually. Leveraging technology, for example, farmers primarily, we leverage a lot of digital technology. Uh, technology to help you manage uh, uh, complex last mile distribution. And actually, any business that wants to scale across Africa, increase productivity, uh, run productive, efficient last mile distribution, then you cannot avoid, you cannot uh, really run away from pressing technology to deliver effective last mile distribution chains. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samuel. These are really relevant strategies that you have built at Farmers Pride. As a quick recap, you mentioned the power of measuring and documenting strategies towards ensuring effectiveness, reducing travel distance to ensure cost effectiveness, collecting and documenting data and customer feedback for improvement, leveraging technology to manage the supply chain and so on. Thank you so much. Um, all right, lastly, I would ask her these particular questions that I know that agricultural entrepreneurs out there would be interested in the answer you have to provide. So what are the opportunities that other agri-food entrepreneurs can leverage to ensure that they build an efficient supply and distribution chain for their businesses? Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to really share my insights on uh, how other agri-entrepreneurs can really improve last mile distribution. And I'll pick and speak about two things. Uh, and one is uh, uh, embracing technology, actually. And, and current last mile uh, agri-entrepreneurs actually involved in last mile distribution to embrace technology to increase their uh, distribution efficiency, to increase their dis distribution productivity. The technology actually, for example, when it comes to offer last mile extension and farmer education in a more cost-effective way and also in a sustainable way. So I encourage businesses to adopt and embrace technology. And the second one, the last one, I'll also encourage businesses to adopt and embrace um, uh, innovative models to scale. And for example, uh, when you talk about models like franchising, for example, franchising is an easy and a sustainable, scalable uh, solution path where businesses can ride on uh, franchising to scale, uh, to scale faster, to improve their distribution efficiency, to uh, uh, not just distribution efficiency, but also to improve their distribution uh, effectiveness. Uh, a case law farmers pride, for example, we call the, our franchisees digishops, and the, uh, the business leverages, leverages on growing the number of digishop networks. And uh, the more we scale and grow the number of digishops, basically, in other words, digishops are the franchisees, uh, the more we drastically reduce our cost of running business, the more we drastically reduce our, our last mile supply chain distribution, the more we increase, uh, we drastically increase, reduce the, our cost of impacting even one small farmer. So I think. Me, I encourage uh, other businesses to embrace um, innovative scale uh, uh, solutions like franchising. It can it help them scale faster nationally, faster regionally, even faster across, across the continent. All right. Just, you know, uh, as a follow-on question to what you've mentioned around franchising. So I would like to ask if um, an agri-food business is to start a franchising model today, what are the top, you know, three, four, five, whatever number of things that you think they need to know to actually kickstart a franchising business model? 
Yeah, so for you to learn um, to kickstart a, a franchise business model, one, you need uh, to, to the first and the key is uh, you need to come up with the standards and the standards in terms of actually what do you need to, to scale, what do you need to replicate? Because franchising basically is replicating the same standard at point A, and then you replicate the same standard in a thousand, other, 10, other, 20, other, other points. So come up with the standards. For example, um, this is how you want the customer service standard. This is how you want your pricing to be conducted. This is how you want the human resource recruitment to be done. So come up with a list of top five standards. Then these standards really document them in an operating, we call it operating manual. It becomes like now a guideline in uh, when you onboard new franchisees. These are the same, same standards that you need to take them through. You let them embrace those and then they duplicate that in your business. And basically, when you talk about franchising, you can run away from uh, quality and standards and ensure that the same standards uh, as a business offer in every point and then uh, other businesses can ride on that and then also offer the same standards and uh, for you to scale your business faster and not just scale faster but also uh, you'll drastically reduce the cost of scale and uh, at the same time give opportunity to other last mile angry businesses also to ride on uh, an opportunity for them to run more efficient business leverage on the standardization to improve their capacity to run business okay when you improve capacity of running a business, whether big or small, actually improve its chances of success. And uh, I feel that actually that's what um, entrepreneurs should embrace uh, when you talk about franchising. Okay. Amazing, amazing insights. Thank you so much, Samuel. This has been a really fantastic session with you. We really appreciate the strategies, the insights, and the wealth of experiences that you've brought to this podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I think it was a pleasure sharing uh, my insight with a bigger pool of uh, African entrepreneurs. Thank you for bringing us on board. I think uh, it was very insightful to share what we are doing at Farmers Pride and also to share our insights to contributing to improving last mile uh, distribution channels across Africa, which are more productive and efficient. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, there you have it, uh, dear listeners, top strategies and insights that you can use to build effective and profitable distribution chains for your agribusiness. Thank you so much for joining us today. Do join us next time. Bye-bye.